doing here at Solid Rock Baptist Church. And again, I want to say, as I said last evening, I thank you for your generosity to our camp meeting and the investment that you're making in the lives of preachers and churches. And we, we just want you to know that we appreciate that. I appreciate your pastor, his wife Darlene. Uh, they've labored faithfully. Uh, he said, I asked him how long he had been here. He said he'd been here for 27 years. I want to tell you, some of you ought to shout because a man's put up with you that long. But it takes, it takes a certain kind of servant to weather the storms. Anybody can run away, but it takes somebody who is willing to stand their ground, serve the Lord through the adversities of life, and be faithful to God. And that says a lot about your pastor tonight. And I appreciate him. Won't be long if the Lord lets him live and stay. He'll be here for 30 years. And it'll be here before you turn around. And I want to tell you right now, when he makes that 30 years, you ought to turn around and do something special for him and his wife. And uh, honor them for their years of service. And the Lord will be pleased with that. If you're willing and able, would you stand at the reading of God's word tonight? This is what the Lord has put in my heart. I want to begin reading with verse number Seven. It is not a very pretty picture that I am fixing to read. In fact, it describes a time of dismalness and defeat and darkness and death in the history of the nation of Israel. Verse 7 says, And when the men of Israel that were on the other side of the valley, and they that were on the other side Jordan, saw that the men of Israel Fled, and that Saul and his sons were dead. They forsook the cities and fled, and the Philistines came and dwelt in them. And it came to pass on the morrow when the Philistines came to strip the slain, that they found Saul 
and his three sons fallen in Mount Geboa. And they cut off his head and stripped his armor and sent into the land of the Philistines round about to publish it in the house of their idols and among the people. And they put his armor in the house of Ashtoreth and they fastened his body to the wall of Bethshan. And when the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead heard of that, which the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose and went all night and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Bashan and came to Jabesh and burnt them there and they took their bones and buried them under a tree at Jabesh and fasted seven days. You can be seated tonight. Brother Shane, I appreciate him, Miss Amanda and Mark coming from our church tonight. And it's good to have Brother Andrew. I appreciate these people. Brother Shane, you ask God to help us tonight. Oh, yes. Help me tonight. Touch our hearts. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Amen. The text that I have read to you describes a time of utter defeat for the children of Israel. Saul and his three sons fall in battle for the Lord had departed from Saul because of his disobedience and his pride. The description of the times are bleak. The men of Israel are on retreat. They have fled from their cities and they have allowed 
the Philistines to dwell in them. I wonder tonight, have you taken ground and surrendered it to your enemy in your own Christian experience? Have you uh, set up the banner of joy in your heart uh, only to see the enemy uh, overtake your joy and uh, uh, flee away with The times are depressing and dark and things do not look well for the nation of Israel and for the people of God. They have been routed. They have been defeated by their enemies, the Philistines. But in the backdrop of, of that environment, thank God there are some men of Jabesh Gilead who are willing uh, uh, to take hold, uh, to shine as lights uh, in a dark uh, and dismal time. Uh, let me say, church, uh, we're living in those times spiritually uh, when uh, the enemy seems to have the upper hand uh, and ground that has been has now been lost. God's looking for some men like the men of Jabesh Gilead to rise to the occasion and shine for the righteousness of God Almighty. There's about four things I want to say tonight about these men of Jabesh Gilead. You'll note uh, that these men were responding to the tenderness that had been shown them. You say, preacher, what in the world are you referring to? I am referring to 1 Samuel chapter 11 when the city of Jabesh Gilead was besieged by Nahash the Ammonite. And Nahash was going to pluck the right eyes out of every man of Jabesh Gilead. And they asked for seven days respite. And Nahash gave it to them and they sent messengers throughout all the coast of Israel and the news fell upon the ears of Saul in Gibeah. And the spirit of the Lord came on him. And his anger was kindled greatly. 
and he mustered up an army and went and delivered the men of Jabesh Gilead from their enemy. And tonight, when these men rose up and went all the night and took the body of Saul off the wall of Bethshan, they were responding to what Saul had done for their lives 40 years prior to this text that I've read to you tonight. They never forgot the mercy and grace that was shown to their life by King Saul. They had never forgotten how that he intervened in a time of certain destruction and sure defeat. He came to their aid and now they are coming to his aid. I understand he has already died, but what they did was honoring what Saul had done in their life. And tonight, most badness never forget the bad things, but it would do us good to always remember the good things that have been done to our life. We ought never forget the good grace of God and his mercy that he showed us and we ought to respond with a tenderness and gratitude. They never forgot what he had done. You know what we do a lot of times? We tend to get over what Jesus has done for our life. We lose the thrill and the joy of it all. Time uh, seemingly has uh, hardened our hearts, uh, but not with these men uh, they were still tender and touched by what Saul had done for them. And tonight we ought not to enter in this house with hard hearts and stubborn wills, but we ought to remember what he has done for us. Do you remember that blessed day when the Holy Ghost come to where you were at and convicted your heart of sin? You walked down an aisle, bowed and cried for salvation and the Lord changed your life forevermore. Oh, hallelujah. We ought to be responding to his mercy and grace that has been shown to us. They were responding to the tenderness shown to them. Number two, when you look at these men of Jabesh Gilead, they rose to the task 
that was set before them. They rose to the task that was set before them. For it says in verse 12, all the valiant men arose and went all the night and they took the body of Saul and his three sons off the wall of Bethshan and returned to Jabesh and burnt the bodies and buried the bones under a tree and fasted seven days. They rose to the task that was set before them. Some uh, uh, tonight uh, would have offered excuse. Some would have begged uh, not to uh, uh, carry out such uh, uh, an assignment, uh, but not these men. Oh no, uh, they rose, they stepped forward. That word arose meant that they stood up respectively. They not only stood upright, but they stood forth to honor Saul and what Saul had done for them. They were willing to hazard their own welfare and their own life just to rescue the bodies of those who had shown them grace and mercy. That's the way it ought to be in our service for God. We need some people that'll quit offering excuses and begging to set out. We need some mamas and daddies to rise to the occasion, take hold of the assignment and do it for the glory of God. Anybody can complain. It's awful easy. Did you know you don't have to go to school to learn how to complain? Most of us are experts and we've never had a class on it. We know how to criticize. And uh, it doesn't take uh, much uh, to know how to do that. But God's not looking for people who are complaining and criticizing and offering excuses. He's looking for some men and women that'll stand up and rise to the occasion and accomplish something for their family and for the glory of God. They arose spontaneously. That is, it just happened. You see, nobody gave them this task to do. No one charged these men to go rescue the bodies of Saul and his son. 
those who were in military leadership uh, had not come to the men of Jabesh Gilead uh, and said, uh, we want you uh, to go and deliver the bodies of Saul. Oh no, uh, it was something done spontaneously, uh, something done willingly. Uh, nobody had to prod them. Uh, nobody had to command them. Uh, nobody had to order them. Uh, it was done willingly uh, and with a free heart. Aren't you glad uh, that there are some people People, you don't have to beg and you don't have to prod, but they're there to do the work God wants them to do. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. I utterly despise to beg somebody to do something for God. That, that puts a burr under my saddle. I, I just can't stand it. After uh, as good as God's been to us and saved us from our sins uh, and as good as God has been to you uh, and brought you from that little wood-sided church and set you down here on the low side of this road uh, to shine as a light in this community. Uh, hey, we ought not to have to be begged or prodded. Uh, our service ought to be spontaneous. Uh, it ought to be offered with a freeness uh, and uh, a volition. Uh, oh, that's acting like our Lord. I remember before I ever pastored Calvary Baptist Church, they would have a first Saturday night singing. And Julie and Josh were uh, like uh, uh, seven and, and 11 years old. And we would go to the singings a lot of times on that first Saturday night because we love to hear the choir sing. Didn't that choir sing good tonight? Hallelujah, I'm glad. I'm glad we got a song to sing. Amen. But uh, uh, usually Brother Hinkle would call on our family. And our, our youngest son at that time was Josh. And uh, here we sat about where that young lady sat in the church. We was on that inside aisle. And as soon, as soon as Brother Hinkle mentioned our name, uh, Josh was already up out of the pew. Uh, he's already down at the altar uh, uh, fixing the crossover to get to the piano. And me and Barbara and Julie have just stood up in the pew. Uh, and Brother Hinkle dearly loved it. Uh, he liked that enthusiasm. Uh, and I'm just here to tell you that's how God uh, uh, smiles on us. He wants to see our life ready to rise to the occasion, not offering excuses and reasons why we can't, but to get at serving the Lord and honoring his name. They rose respectively. They rose spontaneously. They rose devotedly. They didn't start something and fail to finish it. 
but they followed through and completed their task. They went all the way behind enemy lines, delivered the bodies of Saul and his sons and returned back to Jabesh. Mission completed. Hey, God's looking for folks that don't just get in the journey, but he's looking for people that get in the journey and go all the way to the finish line. He's looking for dads and moms not just to bring their children to church while they're small but he's looking for families that when your children grow up they start coming with their families with mom and dad to the house of God. He's looking for some people that'll complete their task as the men of Jabesh Gilead. Did you know it took death to bring the men of Jabesh Gilead and their service to light? It took the death of Saul and they rose to the task at hand. You say, preacher, I don't know about all that. Well, just let me remind you. It wasn't until Jesus died that Nicodemus and Joseph rose to the occasion and they went and begged for the body of our Savior and they buried him in the tomb of Joseph where no man had ever laid. These men, death has come and now they rise to the occasion. It could be that someone has passed in this congregation and the Lord is speaking to somebody's life about you coming to the forefront and tightening the traces and being what God wants you to be for his name's sake and glory. Number three, these men were readied for the times given to them. Have you ever heard anybody say, we ought to bloom where we're planted? You ever heard anybody say that? Now, if I, I were, if I was picking my task, I certainly would have not picked this task. But the task is not for my picking. He is the one who picks me for the task he wants me to do. We must learn to bloom where we're planted. You say, well, preacher, uh, they never call on me to sing. 
Well, keep singing to them little children in Sunday school. If you've got a song to sing, you sing to them little children in Sunday school and do it with all of your heart and just bloom where you're planted. And I guarantee you somewhere along the way, uh, God will open up a door of service uh, uh, for you, but just bloom uh, where you're planted. Have you ever seen uh, a sidewalk? Uh, and out of a sidewalk, uh, there is a uh, blooming flower. Uh, it may be just one stem uh, and one bloom, uh, but I've seen them grow up through the cracks uh, of the cement. Uh, it's not the best place to grow, uh, but I'm glad it's a blooming uh, where it's planted. Uh, and wherever you're at, uh, you just bloom uh, where you're planted. They were readied for the times given to them. Militarily, it was a disgrace. Israel was on the run. Land and cities had been ceded to the enemy. It didn't seem like a good time uh, uh, to bloom, uh, but I'm here to tell you that's when God uh, is looking for some heroes. Uh, God's looking for some men uh, of distinctiveness. Uh, they uh, went uh, behind enemy lines uh, and completed a task uh, that would honor their nation uh, and honor their king. You say, well, Saul had died in shame. I understand that. He hadn't done right. And by the way, it's not, it's not your calling to straighten any preacher out. That's God's business. They were not condoning his rebellion of God. They were just honoring the mercy Saul had shown to them. And they wanted to encourage the children of Israel. Enough shame and disgrace had been brought on the nation and they wanted to deliver those bodies so the Philistines could not rouse themselves to revelry and disgrace the God of Israel. It was a disgrace, but they were ready. Environmentally, it was dark. They didn't do their service in the daylight. They completed their task under the canopy of night and darkness. Did you know there's some people that can't serve unless it's in the light? There's some people that uh, they can't uh, sing in the choir unless they can sing behind the pulpit. They want to shine. 
But thank God for people that work behind the scenes. Thank God for people who are willing to serve in the darkness. They're not looking for applause. They're not looking for somebody to pat them on the back. They just love the Lord and they're doing what they can to honor him and to magnify his name and edify the church. Thank God for those people in the congregation that fall on their knees at the house. Pray for this man of God and pray for the welfare of Solid Rock Baptist Church. Uh, Pray a hedge about your children uh, uh, to keep them from danger and harm. Uh, Nobody ever hears them pray. Nobody ever sees them pray. Uh, But they're working and serving uh, in the cover of the dark. Uh, But thank God for the men uh, of Jabesh Gilead uh, who are willing not to work in the light, uh, but to work in the dark. We don't know their names. We don't know how many they were. All we know is that the men of Jabesh Gilead who were valiant went and delivered the bodies of Saul and his son. Nobody knew what they had done. That brings me to my last point. And y'all can be coming around. I'm just about done. These men of Jabesh Gilead were remembered by the text written about them. Nobody knew what these men were doing. They had received no assignment from the military leaders of Israel. Nobody had charged them or give them the orders to go rescue those bodies. In fact, nobody knew anything about it. And the Philistines, they didn't know who came. When they got up that next morning and went out to that wall uh, and those bodies were gone, uh, uh, they had no idea what had happened. Uh, They didn't know who had come. Uh, uh, They didn't know how it all happened. Nobody knew. The only way that we know Who done the deed is because it is written in this record book. The Holy Ghost has written it down so we would know. And I'm just here to tell you, there's another record book. For those who have served faithfully 
those who have labored in the dark, those who have not sought the applause of men or a pat on the back, but faithfully set out to serve God without anybody's knowledge. They've been behind the scenes and they have devotedly served their Lord. I'm glad one day there'll be another book opened and there's another record being kept and I'm glad that they'll be remembered one day after a while. I've thought about this. I've thought about where I'm going to sit at the marriage supper. You've seen that picture before of a of a table, it seems to run endless, endlessly, chairs on each side. I wonder where my place is. And Brother Jerry, I've come to the conclusion that I'm not going to be near the front. I'm going to be way down the line. Oh, I'm going to be glad I'm there. But I'm not going to be up close. You know why? I believe some of those old saints that have prayed in their homes and held up the hands of God's men while he preached. I think they're going to have the front seats because there's a record book being kept. Thank God for people that'll just serve because they know Jesus as their Savior. I want to be one of those valiant men of Jabesh Gilead. Let's stand tonight.